The women stood motionless and silent, listening to the footsteps, first upon the stairs, then in the room above them. Then, as if releasing herself from something strange, Mrs. Hale began to arrange the dirty pans under the sink, which the county attorney's disdainful push of the foot had deranged. I'd hate to have men coming into my kitchen, she said testily, snooping round and criticizing. Of course, it's no more than their duty, said the sheriff's wife, in her manner of timid acquiescence. Duty's all right, replied Mrs. Hale bluffly, but I guess that deputy sheriff that come out to make the fire might have got a little of this on. She gave the roller towel a pull. Wish I'd thought of that sooner. Seems mean to talk about her for not having things slicked up when she had come away in such a hurry. She looked around the kitchen. Certainly it was not slicked up. Her eye was held by a bucket of sugar on a low shelf. The cover was off the wooden bucket, and beside it was a paper bag, half full. Mrs. Hale moved toward it. She was putting this in there, she said to herself, slowly. She thought of the flour in her kitchen at home, half sifted, half not sifted. She had been interrupted and had left things half done. What had interrupted Minnie Foster? Why had that work been left half done? She made a move as if to finish it. Unfinished things always bothered her. And then she glanced around and saw Mrs. Peters was watching her. And she didn't want Mrs. Peters to get that feeling she had got of work begun and then, for some reason, not finished. It's a shame about her fruit, she said, and walked toward the cupboard that the county attorney had opened and got on the chair, murmuring, I wonder if it's all gone. It was a sorry enough looking sight. But here's one that's all right, she said at last. She held it toward the light. This is cherries, too. She looked again. I declare I believe that's the only one. With a sigh, she got down from the chair, went to the sink, and wiped off the bottle. She'll feel awful bad after all her hard work in the hot weather. I remember the afternoon I put up my cherries last summer. She set the bottle on the table and, with another sigh, started to sit down in the rocker. But she did not sit down. Something kept her from sitting down in that chair. She straightened, stepped back, and turned half away, stood looking at it, seeing the woman who had sat there, pleating at her apron. The thin voice of the sheriff's wife broke in upon her. I must be getting those things from the front room closet. She opened the door into the other room and started in, stepped back. You coming with me, Mrs. Hale? She asked nervously. You, you could help me get them. They were soon back. The stark coldness of that shut-up room was not a thing to linger in. My, said Mrs. Peters, dropping the things on the table and hurrying to the stove. Mrs. Hale stood examining the clothes the woman who was being detained in town had said she wanted. Right was close, she exclaimed, holding up a shabby black skirt that bore the marks of much making over. 
I think maybe that's why she kept so much to herself. I suppose she felt she couldn't do her part, and then you don't enjoy things when you feel shabby. She used to wear pretty clothes and be lively when she was Minnie Foster, one of the town girls, singing in the choir, but that, oh, that was twenty years ago. With a carefulness in which there was something tender, she folded the shabby clothes and piled them at one corner of the table. She looked up at Mrs. Peters, and there was something in the other woman's look that irritated her.